You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and we love to talk about revival and dig into it. What starts it? What stops it? What's getting in the way? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Um, People that know and walk through the Spirit of God probably have it figured out already that we need something. We need revival, and if you don't know that word, you know, what's a revival? You may have some traditional thoughts like revival as you have a, like some traditional churches, they have the fall revival and they have the spring revival where a guest evangelist comes in for a few days. And then after that, it's, you know, a lot of hoopla. And after that, everything goes back to normal, but we're talking about a move of God. At least that the the minimal is that a, a great move of God comes to a local group of people. We want it to be bigger than a prayer group, but it could start as a prayer group, but at least sets on fire a local church that is beyond the normal of just you already know what it's going to be like right I mean have you ever noticed like you can go to a church uh, or see a church and it's got you know a name and it's got a cross on it let's just say that it's got a cross on it and they, they may have a, a different look. Some of them might wear a robe or a hat or, you know, sing a few songs here or there. But pretty much you're going to go in and know there's not going to be anything too earth shattering that's going to make you go, whoa, that was really God. You know what it's going to be like. Going to be pretty mild, not too long, pretty soft. And then you run across a few exceptional churches where they've got some life and some power. But still, the very best that we have today is not near the the revival power that we read about in history when they had outbreaks of the Spirit of God. And even in my lifetime, the, the experiences I've had where extended services of like five days a week, four days a week, five days a week for three years, you can't do that and and just pretend church. You can't do that and be mild-mannered. There, there must be a God element in order to have five services a week for three years and have hundreds and thousands of people come, hundreds of people come and experience God. And that's what we're talking about. We want an outbreak of a revival power of the presence of God. And those that I think are near to the spirit of God, they know we need something. Maybe we need, maybe before we need revival, have revival, maybe we need a new reformation. We need to reform our ways. We need to have a reformation. We need to reform how we think of church and how we think of God and how we think of ourselves and what it means to be a follower, what it means to be a believer. Reform our ways, which would cast us and throw us into a revival of the spirit and presence of God. Well, today I want to talk about two words so powerful, the word yes and the word no. And those two words could start or hinder a revival. If you get yes and no uh, messed up, they're very powerful words. Uh, in our language and can, can change how you see everything. So I turned to 2 Corinthians, and in that is a great, great scripture, and it's, it can help, help move you along in your faith because it says, for no matter how many promises, 
This is the first chapter. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken. So, so we put that together. You hear songs about it, sermons together, that the promises of God in Jesus Christ are always yes and amen. And amen means what? So be it. Yes, let it be. So be it. And so that, that's a great scripture that launches us forward, right? If we read a promise and we're part of who Jesus is and the kingdom of God, and we're a true follower, we really don't have to back up and say, well, maybe he's going to tell me no. He gave us those promises with the intent of fulfilling promises, right? He fulfills his promises. No matter how long ago they were given, if you can read them in the word of God, you know he's going to fulfill them. They're not going to hang out there and never get done. That's why the promises to the church, the promises to Israel, the promises to the, the world, the kingdom of God, all those promises are yes. And uh, that's pretty powerful. Now, uh, so they build our faith. He's going, amen, let it be, let it be so, yes. And so when we read these promises, uh, like uh, uh, when you read something about prosperity or you read about the, the glory of God coming down and we begin to say, well, God, can you, can you, come, like, can you come like you did in the book of Acts? Like you, you, you said, I will come and I will fill them with the Holy Spirit and with power, right? Uh, well, can you do that again today? And we see the power like they saw it. We say power today, but we don't see it the way they saw it, right? Their power then is not the same power as now, right? And so we want to see it then like it was then and even greater, even greater power. Well, is it okay for me to believe that? Is that a yes or is that a no? He's going to say no. I, I love these people that tell you, well, that power ended with the apostles. When the last apostle died, then that power ended. It was only with the apostles. It wasn't. Well, it's funny that there's deacons in here that weren't, there's people that weren't apostles. And there was women that weren't apostles that were doing miracles and prophecies and, and uh, men that did great signs and wonders and miracles. And they weren't apostles. So did they have to die too? <laughs> but anyway, so that would mean if the, if the power ended with the apostles, then now it's no. Then the promises are no. I can read about he, he'll fill you with the Holy Spirit and with power, right? And your sons and daughters will prophesy and, and we'll have vision. Well, then let it all be no now. So that doesn't fit. No, it's still yes. It's that we need to begin to set ourselves into our faith and get some faith people going here and get rid of some of this stuff where the people have so much doubt and fear that now that they've turned everything, all the yeses, they've turned into noes. Okay. So all the promises are yes and amen. So now that should launch our faith forward. Revival. Can we have revival? Can we have the presence of God? Can the glory of God come down in our day? Can we have a, a, a move of God that is beyond anything we've seen where it's stronger than us? It's stronger than our legs. It's stronger than our arms. It's stronger than our, than every sin. It's stronger than every bad thought. It's stronger than our fears. It's full of the power of God and we can hardly stand. Who can stand when he appears, right? So, so I, I told somebody the other day, I said, they asked me when they came and they saw all these people just mowed down by the power of God. And they said, I don't understand all this falling down. And I said, well, I don't understand all this standing up because it says who shall stand when he appears. Now we got to look at another thing though. Why can't we have all these yeses? Why don't we have all the yes promises happening? We see their yes, but then where are they? 
Well, then if you learn, we got to understand the word no. So I went over to the book of Titus here. A lot of people don't read much. It's a short book. And look what it says. It says that we have to do something else. It says, for the grace of God. Now, you know the grace of God. People like that word. Unfortunately, people have turned in our day, not in their day when it was written, but in our day, they turned the grace of God into sort of a covering to cover failure to cover sin. Well, thank you for the grace of God, God's grace that lets me be less than I'm supposed to be, lets me do things I shouldn't do, but we got grace that looks the other way. Grace is something that looks the other way, but that's, that's never has been grace. Grace is, the, is an empowerment. Grace is the power to let people who don't deserve, because it's undeserved favor, let people who don't deserve to do things to do things, <laughs> to be things, to go, to do, to preach, to be. It's an empowerment that people who don't deserve to be empowered to do things, to be things, to get to do it anyway. Well, this says in the second chapter of Titus, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. One version says the grace of God has appeared to all people. That's good news. So it's appeared to all people. But it teaches us to say no. Now, get this. In the Second Corinthians, it said, Jesus is saying yes to all the promises. Jesus says yes to the promises of God. So all the promises of God are yes in Christ, right? But the grace of God that empowers us, especially empowers us as undeserving people to do things we don't deserve to do and be who we don't deserve to be, it tells us to say no. And what does it tell us to say no to? It says, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. So now you've got this wonderful combination. You've got to have yes and you've got to have no. If you don't get the yes and the no going, you're not going to get the right combination. In other words, we love to have all the yes. We want all the promises of God to work in our lives. And then we could have moves of God, reformation, refreshing, revival, signs, wonders, miracles. We could have all that stuff. But the problem is we got a generation that won't say no. And if you don't say no to ungodliness, you're not going to see the yes of the promises of God. Because the answer to this is God never intended, Jesus never intended for a bunch of ungodly people who can't say no to themselves, who can't say no to ungodliness, who can't say no to worldly passions, to all of a sudden just be just be overwhelmed with yes, 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 oh yes, you can have it all, yes. So we cancel the yes, which Jesus is still saying yes, but yes does not work if we can't say no. So Jesus is saying yes, but we got to say no. And so many people, they can't say no to themselves. That's the problem with this generation. They say to me, why, why can't we have revival? Why can't we have the power? Where's the glory? Where's the power? Where's all the moves of God we've read about in history? Well, there's a lot of reasons why, but one of them is we have a generation that can't say no to itself. It can't say no to its fear. It doesn't say no to its passions. It can't say no to unforgiveness. You know, that's true. There's still unforgiveness. <clears throat> it can't say no to bitterness. It can't say no to selfishness. It just can't say no to itself. And so because we have a generation that can't say no, we've got a whole generation that doesn't experience the yes. And we could. 
And so here it says, it, it, it teaches us, the grace of God teaches us. So I've heard some wonderful preachers on the grace of God teach some bad things. <laughs> They're wonderful men of God, and they, they love to teach. But when they get done with grace, they never once. I've heard hundreds of sermons on grace, and not once of them, not one of them ever said the grace of God teaches us to say no. It all was this, the grace of God loves you and covers you, and you don't deserve it, but God's going to cover you in his love and his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. Not one of them ever told me, you need to say, you need to learn to say no. The grace of God is to empower you to say no to ungodliness. So you get to live in the yes of God's promises. Well, hope that makes sense to you today. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.